Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute and email us your story at newlifewoc at aol.com. As we continue to share the truth of God's word all around the world, we encourage you to partner with us financially at newlifewoc.com. Thanks again. Enjoy today's message from Pastor Anthony Jones. But that's not what it should be like as a believer. This should be an exciting life for us. You, got it. you should always be believing God for something. So uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to build on that over the next, next 10 weeks. I'm going to say some things that some of you have already heard before, but I'm also probably going to say some things we've never heard before, but I think um, you're going to be the better for it. So in saying that, I think last week um, we left off with um, four things that I must do um, in order to obey God on a consistent basis. And this is very um, critical when it comes to living a life of faith, because you cannot live a life of faith, faith while you're in disobedience. All right. I, I mean, I don't care what folk tell you. You just can't do it. You got it. I mean, because part of faith is obeying God. You got it. So, um, so um, it's a scripture in Haggai, and it says that you have sown much, but you have reaped little. Um, and, it, and then it goes on to say, consider your ways. So, you know, when we're, when we, when we're making up our minds that we're going to live this life of faith, we have to take a look at our lives and see how we're living. You got it? And make sure that we live in a life that's in agreement with what we say we believe. And we're talking about consistently, consistency in obeying God because you have to understand that consistency is where we get our power. Um, I know right now, um, you know, I've been, I've been on it for a couple of months now, this working out thing. And um, you can go to the gym um, once, you know, every month and you're not going to see any results. But if you start going, going to the gym every day and staying consistent with it over time, you will begin to see some results. And um, it's the same thing in our spiritual life. You know, it's like we want to obey today the, the and disobey tomorrow and then obey today the and disobey five times tomorrow. You're not building any consistency. You got So what we got to do is this, this consistency thing is very important. So we talked about these four things, and I'm just going to mention them, and you can get the CD from last week or go online and review the um, service from last week, but we're going to mention them, and we're going to move forward. We said four things I must do in order to obey God um, on a consistent basis. We said, number one, acceptance from God must be my number one priority in life, that if I'm going to be consistent in obeying God, then I must understand that acceptance from God must be my number one priority in life, because if I need acceptance from other people, I'm going to be prone to compromise every time. You got it? If I need acceptance from my, my wife, my mother, my friend, my peer group, you got it? Then more than I need acceptance from God, it's going to cause me to compromise every time. So as it relates to me in my life, acceptance from God must be my number one priority. Number two, I must take bold actions of obedience without fully understanding. You got it? Because God is not obligated to tell me the end from the beginning, even though he knows the end from the beginning. God is not obligated to tell you the end from the beginning. When he was talking to Abraham, he told Abraham to go first. So Abraham went and then God showed him. Yeah, so I got to be able to take bold actions of obedience, even when I don't fully understand what God is telling me to do. There's going to be some things. Listen. 
as you cultivate this relationship with God, um, God is going to continually tell you things that you don't understand. You know, because we've been trained by this world. You know, we've been trained if somebody get me, I get them back. Come on. Come on. You hurt me? Come on. I hurt your back. You know, you know you, 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 listen, you hate me? Come on. I hate your back. But that's not what the Word of God said. The Word of God tells us to love them regardless. Yeah, so, so I have to understand that there's going to there's gonna be some conflict because I'm going to have to act on some things in my life that I don't fully understand. And that's okay. I, I tell people, if you understand everything God telling you, you probably ain't hearing from God. All right? Number three, I must address every contrary thought of disobedience. Um, I cannot sit around and meditate on disobedient options. Um, I, when, when God speaks to me and God tells me to do something, I can't sit around and think about how I'm not going to do it. I can't, I, can't, I can't meditate on it. I can't meditate because... Whatever you meditate on, you will eventually do. Whatever you may, if you continue to meditate on it long enough, you're going to eventually end up doing it. And number four, um, this is what we're going to build on, is I must learn how to obey God under pressure. And I, this, is, this is the one because you really don't know what you'll do until pressure comes. Okay, okay, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, listen, listen, there, there's some things you don't have any problem, you know, you don't have a problem doing now. But let some pressure hit you in that area. Well, I, 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 you don't have a problem, you know, loving your spouse right now because they're lovable. All right, but let them do something that's unlovable. You got, can, can you continue to love them then? So, so the thing is, is I got to learn how to obey God under pressure. Somebody say pressure. Now, my obedience to God is an outward manifestation of an inward trust that I must have in order to obey under pressure. Yeah, so, so when you see my outward obedience, it's just a manifestation of my inward trust. You show me somebody that can obey God consistently, then you also show me a person who trusts God. You show me somebody who disobey God on a consistent basis, then I'll show you a person that really don't trust God. So my outward obedience is really just a, out, my, my outward obedience is really just a manifestation of my inward trust. That if I'm going to obey God, I got to trust him. Somebody say, yeah, I have to trust him. Now, turn to, jo turn to Job 8. Turn to Job 8, verse, verse, verse 7. Man, I'm telling y'all, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm so excited. Man, mm, 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 mm. When, when, when God really begins to speak to you, yeah, he's going to challenge you to do some things that you don't under, really understand. But you, you're okay with that because you understand, I know God has my well-being in mind. Listen, listen, he wants better for me than what I really want for myself. So when he tells me to do things that I'm in conflict with, you got to, I resolve them quickly to the point where, you know what, I'm just going to obey God. Why? Because I understand that God wants better for me than I really want for myself. As a matter of fact, I really don't even know what I have need of, but he does. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so this, but this has to be cultivated in your life. Now, let, let's look at Job 8, y'all there, Job 8, uh, verse, uh, verse, verse 7. It says, watch this, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly what? 
so, so now he tells Job, he says, now, now though thy beginning was small, your latter end will greatly what? Increase. So now, in the midst of trouble, because you got to understand now, this was a prophetic word that came to Job in the midst of his trouble. In the midst of his difficulty. Then, then, then this, this, this word is spoken. And now and what God is saying, listen, don't pay attention to what you're going through right now. Y'all get it. Don't pay attention to what you're going through right now in the natural because if you will trust me, he says, your latter end will be what? Greater than what than what you than where you what? Begin. But than where you began. All right? So I gotta trust God on that. I gotta, I gotta trust God that God knows what he's doing. Come on, come on, come on, y'all. Come on. See, because listen, listen, this is when you got to trust him. In times of difficulty, under what? pressure. All right? Now, 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 so I'm, I'm using this scripture to always keep you aware of something. That it doesn't make a difference how bad things look right now. Or what you may be facing right now. If you will just trust God, your end result will be increased. Now, I, now listen, I'm going to be the better. I'm going to be, I, I can't see it right now because, you know, it seems like Everything that can go wrong is going wrong. I can't see it, so I can't focus on the moment, what I'm going through. I got to understand that God has a plan for my life, and in the midst of this difficulty, I just got to keep right on trusting God. Do I understand it? No. But I understand I got to learn how to obey God under pressure. Somebody say pressure. All right, go to Daniel. Go to Daniel 3. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple examples because we call in, 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 in the realm of education or the educational realm, we call them case studies. I, I'm, giving, I'm, I'm, giving you these, I'm giving you these case studies because somehow in the church, this mentality has crept in that once we get saved, everything's going to be easy. Everybody's going to like you. Everybody's going to try to help you. And things somehow just going to get easy. No, that is not the testimony of Scripture. All right. I tell, I, tell, I tell the people I tell people all the time, if the devil ain't coming against you, you probably on his payroll. Uh, yeah, you prob yeah, you probably on his payroll. You got it. If he ain't coming against you, you probably on his payroll. All right. Now, watch this. Go. I say Daniel three. Daniel three. <clears throat> but that's OK. He can come against me all he want to. He ain't going to win. He ain't going to win. <laughs> My latter end, I'm going to increase. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't you. <laughs> Oh, man, don't let your present prophesy your future. Right. Oh, that came from the Holy Spirit. No, don't, listen, don't let your present, what you're facing right now, don't let it prophesy your future. In the midst of your present difficulty, you got to understand God is still the prophet of my future. And God says, watch this, if I'll just trust him. Now, I can't give you a timetable where it's going to be one year, two years, five years, ten years, or two days. I can't give you that. But what I can tell you, if you will just keep right on trusting God in the midst of your difficulty, God says your latter end, you're going to what? Increase. All right? Now, watch this. Go to Daniel 3. Daniel 3. Daniel 3, verse uh, 15. 
Um, and now what we're looking at now, I'm not going to read all of this. I'm just going to, I'm giving you case studies because everybody, we've all, if you've been in church any, any amount of time, everybody know about the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You got and how and how they were thrown in the fiery furnace. But they were, they were thrown into the furnace because, watch this, they rather obey God, you got it, than to please man. That was the whole account. If, 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 listen, if they had to bow down to the system, then they wouldn't have never went in the fire. But they said, no, that's right, bring on the fire, bring on the pressure, but I'd rather obey who? God. Now, the latter end, I will walk you through it so we ain't got to go to that verse, but the latter stated them, go to verse 30, um, Daniel 3, verse 30, and then it says, then the king what? Promoted. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of what? Babylon. So now watch. Now this is what you got to understand. Did their promotion come before conflict or after conflict? All right. Now, here, here's the problem. People want promotion before the pressure. No, 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 no. The kingdom of God. This is how the kingdom of God works. This is how. So you got to understand God's M.O. If you run from the pressure or the conflict, you don't get the promotion. All right? But if I, listen, in the midst of the pressure or the conflict, if I'll just keep right on trusting God, no matter what it looks like it's going to cost me, then God says my end result, I'm going to be what? Increased or promoted. All right? Let's look at another one. Come on. Daniel 6. Come on. Daniel 6. <clears throat> Because this, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to prove, I'm just trying to prove, you know, a fact right here. <clears throat> because somehow, somehow we we think we think everything is going to be easy. Even when Jesus said, Jesus said, and I think it's John six and thirty three or sixteen and thirty three, he says, "In this world you will have what trouble." But he says, "Be of good what cheer. I have overcome the what." Now, why is that good news for you? Because if he has overcome the world, and if you're in him, then that means you overcome the world what? Too. Now, here's the million dollar question. How did he overcome it? Watch this. By disobeying God or obeying God? Because he said, I only do the will of my what? So when the, when the devil brings pressure or the enemy or other folk bring pressure into your life, to try to get you to disobey God, you got to, what he's doing is he's setting you up to fail. So this is why I got to understand, listen, when the pressure comes and the difficulty comes, I can't stop trusting God. I don't, listen, I don't run from the church. I don't run from the people of God. I don't run from the word, word of God. I run what? To it. All right. Um, do I say Daniel what? Daniel six. Uh, uh, let me walk you through this, and we'll just go to um, the, the end of it. But Daniel six. This is where um, 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 Daniel gets thrown in the lion's den. All, all of us learned this story when we when we was in Sunday school. So everybody know that. But here, here's the thing. Why was Daniel thrown in the lion's den? For because he watched this. He won't gonna disobey God. You got it? He knew he was supposed to pray. And so he chose to what? Pray. They told him, say, all right, well, if you pray. No, let me slow this. I'm walking down a little bit. 
he had some haters. All right, y'all know what you know. Hey, he was in a new place, and he was getting promoted real quick. And all the other folk, they ain't like it. So they said, listen, this guy, this guy's excellent. He don't miss it on any, any points. So we can't get him. He, he clock in on time. He do what he's supposed to do. He, I, we, we can't get him in none of those areas. So he says, the only way we're going to get him is we find some error in him with his God. So now they go to the king. They come up with this whole thing. And, and we're, we're praying. All right. And so they tell Daniel, listen, doc, listen. Hey, you can't pray no more to your God. Said now, if you pray, if you pray to your God anymore, we're gonna throw you into this line. Then, now, now, what did Daniel do? Daniel didn't go in the closet and close his door and pray. Daniel did exactly what he always does. He opened up the door so everybody can see him, and he bowed down to God. Watch, watch this. In obedience to God, even when it caused him to defy man. Okay, okay, okay. Praise God. Now, here's here's what see. We all want the supernatural life that Daniel lived, but we don't want to do what Daniel did. Because Daniel, listen, he had to go against the world system. You got it? To obey God. So guess what? They threw the boy in the lion's den. Watch it. But something happened in the lion's den. What, listen, what was meant to destroy him and would destroy everybody else Watch this, didn't do anything to him. And what was the end result? Verse 28. Daniel 6, verse 28. And it says, so this Daniel what? Come on, prospered in the reign of who? So, so watch this, in this reign, the boy what? Prospered. Why? Because he obeyed the system? No, because he obeyed who? Come on, hunt your neighbor and say, obey God. Now, now, now. So, in the midst of difficulty or conflict, there is this power available to the believer. If released by faith, will propel them to the next level of increase that God has for them. All right? You have to begin to look at difficulty Differently. When times get tough, that is not the time to back down from your commitment to God. It is the time to press in in faith and get to the next level. All right. When times get difficult, that's not the time. This is not the time to start contemplating quitting. You got it. This is the time I got to press in because I understand that if I'll just trust God in the midst of this difficulty, there's a next level for me that I would, not have, I would not be able to obtain if I do not go through the difficulty. All right? You, 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 you got to get this in. This is what, this is what I mean, I, I sit around, I listen to people. You know, you quit a job because it got tough. Well, here's my question. What did God have to say about you quitting that job? Because if you would have stuck with it, Instead of quitting, you might would have got promoted. So, just, okay. When the marriage get tough, come on, you don't you don't just quit. 
You got to go to God and see what God had to say about it because in the midst of the difficulty might be the key to your promotion. See, but what I'm telling you, we got this mindset in this, in this world. I'm telling you this in this world system that, that, is, that is being, I mean, perpetrated by the devil through the media and all these other things that folk think they're supposed to have it easy. And that is not the teaching of Scripture. That's not the teaching of Scripture. You got it? I'm going to have to deal with some difficulty. I'm going to have to deal with some what? Conflict. And in the midst of the difficulty or the conflict, I got to continue to trust who? God. All right. Praise the Lord. Y'all enthusiasm is overwhelming me this morning. Go to Romans 1. Now, now, so. <clears throat> Romans 1, verse, verse 16. Romans 1, verse 16. All right. Very common passage of scripture, but we're going to take a, look, a different look at it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it in the Amplify. I'm going to read it in Amplify. All right. I'm not going to read it in the um, King James reading Amplify because it's going to give me a different um, take on it. I'm not going to read 16. I'm going to read verse 17. Verse 17. It says, watch this. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed. Both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arises to more faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by what? Faith. In simple terms, I should be going, watch this, from one level of faith to another. Okay, okay. All right. Which means, listen. Listen, the level of faith you had last year shouldn't be the level of faith you operate in this year. All right? So let me, let me bring it another way. The things that tripped you up last year shouldn't be the same stuff that's tripping you up this year. You got it? Now, now, now watch this. Now, now, if that's the case, that means that you haven't went to the next level of faith. Right. Now, if you refuse to go to the next level of faith, then you refuse to go to the next level of living. Because here's the problem. See, now you can get a way of living that you can get on your own, but there's another way of living that only flows from God. You got it. And this level of living must be obtained by faith. This is a supernatural way of living. You got it. And this is what we're talking about. You got see, you have to change allegiance to the system. You got you can't have allegiance to the world and allegiance to God at the same time. You got to divorce one and marry another. You got so so I have to, I have to come to the point point in life that watch this now when I look at my life as far as me living at another level of faith I gotta understand the same stuff that messed me up last year shouldn't be the same stuff that's messing me up what this year if so you haven't increased in your faith all right, all right? <laughs> praise the Lord all right now so 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 where you are I'm gonna, I'm gonna read something that, that I'm reading so it's gonna be long. So uh, I'll read it twice, but I'll break it down because I want you to get what I'm saying. Where you are, 
Where are you at right now? Where are you at right now? If you would just begin to live by faith, it will cause you to experience greater levels of manifestation in the promises of God. So where you are right now, see, this is the thing I like about God. God doesn't say, well, you got to go back and do it. No, God said, no, I need you to start today. Right where you are right now. If you would just start right where you are right now, and you, you'll say, you know what? Today, I'm going to begin to live by what? Faith. You will begin to experience greater manifestations of the, pre- of the, of, of the presence of God in your life. Well, let me say it like this. You'll begin to see, watch this, more supernatural things in your life. Things that you can't explain, things you really can't put your hand on, but you just know, you know, you say, but you know, that just had to have been God. You got, you'll begin to see a greater manifestations of the promises of God in your life. Now, and give you the spiritual stamina and character so that you could arise to the occasion with fortitude to lay hold on the promises of God without, without wavering. So what am I saying? So now when I begin to live by faith, what's going to happen is it's going to increase my fortitude or my stamina. So that now, watch this, I have this ability to wait. I have this ability to wait. I call it, well, the Bible calls it patience. And I call patience the ability to wait with the right attitude. Because some folk can wait, but the attitude nasty. So you, listen, you haven't tapped patience yet. Right? So as I begin to live by faith, I now have this stamina where I can hold the course until change comes. Now, which leads to a position in life that is produced by faith and a position in faith that affects my life. Simply put, that now me living this lifestyle of faith is now affecting my life. Okay, you just ain't coming to church every Sunday and ain't nothing changing. Because folk get it wrong. See, they think, they think it's the church, it's the pastor. No, it's you. If you being taught the word. If your life ain't changing, if your life ain't getting better, that means that you ain't doing nothing with this word you being taught. You got, so now what you do, you go shop another church. You know, you know, church hop, marriage hop, house hop, job hop. You are, you're always looking for the answer over there. Okay, yeah, I know. That's okay. That's okay, yeah. No, it's, it, no the answer got to be over there. No, the answer can't be right here where I'm at right now. And watch this. And I just get in faith. It can't be right here. God, now, God got to move me over there to change it. This is what I tell you. No, 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 no. I don't care. Anybody there. Listen, listen. Listen, listen. So I ain't, let me get all, I ain't going to talk about marriage. Let's talk about your job. All right. You leave this job and you go to another job. All right. Now you had problems on that job. Now you go over here with this, with this deluded mindset that somehow there ain't going to be no problems on the new job. No, but you, but you shortly find out that, watch this, just like you had problems on the 
last job. Come on, there, you, got some, you got some problems on the what? Next job. It might be a new set of problems, but it's still a what? It's still a problem. You got, but what we're trying to do, instead of, instead of sticking it out, you got to entrust in God. What we try to do is take flight so that God, so that somehow we can get relieved from the pressure. Watch this, that we need to face because it's going to usher us to our next level of living. You got, and this is, and this, and this is where, this is, now I'm talking, I, listen, I ain't talking to no unsaved folk. I'm talking to church folk who say that, watch this, they Lord is Jesus. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, and we got, and we just got to address it and we got to deal with this thing. You got that sometimes I just got to stick it out. Okay, praise the Lord. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, listen, maybe I'm talking to myself. Because I get in situations, I'll be like, Lord, please hurry up, change it. Come on, I'm tired of living. I'm like, come on, Lord, change it, change it. You sit there, and, and listen, and he, listen, and he don't change it. Oh, I must be talking. Am I talking to me? I must be preaching to myself this morning. You know, you, I, just want, I just want out. God, I don't care how you bring me out. Just bring me out. This mess out of my life. And watch this. And you sitting there trying to hear from God and you don't hear nothing. You don't hear nothing like God's silence. I'm like, what's up, God? What's up? What's up? But what I don't, listen, this is what God is showing me. He says, listen, you got to understand that, listen, there's some stuff in you that only this pressure can work out of you. Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, praise. So now, if you don't let this pressure work, there's some more pressure down the road. But you don't get the next level by taking flight from the pressure. You got, you got, you got, you just got to, you 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 got to man up, man up, woman up. But I know, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you that this thing, yeah, listen, this thing is real. This thing is real. Lord, take, Lord, take it. Paul said it. Come on, Lord, take it. And he said, watch this. My grace is sufficient. God, just kill him. Get him out of my life. Something. Get him out of the way. Get me away from him. And God sitting there saying, my grace is sufficient. If he died or she died, there's another one going to take their place. Because no, no, there's something that's in you that needs to be worked out of you that only this conflict or this pressure is going to bring out. Uh, what's, the, what's the thing that, co- that, 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 that creates the pearl? Oyster. Wait, wait, what's it? What's it? What's it? And, and, and it takes a long time, but it's formed because of pressure. You take the pressure away, you only got sand. You add the pressure, you get a pearl. So you get you go from something that don't have that. Oh, Jesus, you go from something that don't have value to something that is valuable only because of pressure. Only because of pressure. It ain't. Listen, it's not going to come another way. You're going to have to handle the conflict. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. You can cry all night. You can whine all night, but it ain't going to change, baby. 
Praise the Lord. Now, 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 let's get, let me go. Let me move on. Let me move on. Praise the Lord. But this thing is real. This thing is real. You know, I sat up. Damn, am I asking God, what am I doing wrong? Come on. Y'all, 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 conversation. y'all ain't never had a conversation with God? Yeah, if you don't have them. God, what am I doing wrong? Something, I, something, ain't, something ain't normal. And listen, and God ain't saying nothing. You know why? Because maybe you ain't doing nothing wrong. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> maybe you ain't doing nothing wrong. Maybe you ain't doing nothing wrong. This is, listen, listen, this is just your faith being tested. Come on, to see what you really believe. Oh, maybe, maybe this is what it is. Maybe God is silent. This is what it is. It says that the, but the trying of your faith. Come on, listen, if you got your faith going to be what? Tried. It's going to be what? Tested. And you don't really know what you believe until it's what? Tried. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Now, 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 how many, listen, how many people in here um, this morning really believe that there is another level of living for you? Come on. Come on. I, I, listen, I don't care where, I don't care where you at. I, I don't, listen, I don't care how, listen, I don't care how good it is. You got it. You got to believe, you got to understand that there is another level of living for me. Now, if you believe this, then the only thing standing between you and this next level of living is the instructions on how to get there. Okay, boy, this is good. This is good, man. I'll tell, I'll tell you, this is good. Come on, I was driving. I was driving back from Raleigh this morning, man. And I'm gonna tell you, man, man, I'm tell you, boy, the, the Lord told me to do something, man, and I ain't won't do it. I ain't, but Lord knows I ain't going to do it. Now, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I ain't going to tell you what it is or nothing like that. But he told me to do something, man. I just, I really, I just really didn't want to do it. Then I start coming back. Well, what if I do half or what if I do? You know, I start debating and I start going through, this whole, going through this whole thing. And then I just heard the Spirit of God say, do you want the next level? Now, you keep right on tinkertoring with the thing, tinkertor, what we call it, tinkertor, whatever we call it. Or tinkering around with doing the same old mess that you've always done. You're going to stay in the same old place you always been that you're talking about you want to come out of. He said, now he says, so, so he says, now what you going to do? You got so man, I, it, I wish I, you know, it took me to, took me, it took me, no, it, it was a ride up there and a ride back. I rolled up there, I preached, I got in my car. <laughs> I wish I could have said, yay, God. <laughs> yeah, God. But I didn't, man. I mean, yeah, but, but listen, but I just, that thing wouldn't let me go. So I just, I, listen, I just pulled over on the side of the road, and I said, okay, God, I'm going to do what it is I told you to do. I'm going to go ahead and pull it out of my car. And I, I pulled up, and then I had peace. Amen. Yeah, God. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, but what you want is you want a different life. But you don't want to do anything different. You got it? Now, because now between you and that next level of living that God has for you is this thing called instructions. Watch this. That's only going to flow from God. Because, listen, I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about some life you can build out of your own skill, talent, and ability. No, I'm talking about a life that only can flow from God. All right. Now, in order to get to that next level, 
You got You're going to have to be in a place where you can hear from who? You got to hear from God. Why? Because the instructions are going to flow from him and your life may be dependent upon it. All right. Now, now let's keep let's, 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 let's keep going. Go to Romans 10. Romans 10. Romans 10. Now, now, now. <laughs> there comes a time when I must begin to get serious about this thing and begin to elevate the word of God above everything else. I, 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 I was taught that these were called, um, uh, Bishop Hill used to call them providential moments. You got, but there's, there's a point in time that shows up in your life where you, know, you just got to say, you know what? I'm going to elevate the word of God above everything else. Now, when this, point in, when this point in time happens in your life, it will be challenged. It will be challenged. It, listen, the devil just ain't going to let you walk something in there. It ain't going to happen like that. But I got to make up, I got to make up my mind. I got to listen, I got to come to a decision. Now, it's, listen, it's for me. See, now when I make up my mind that I'm going to do it, it's a providential moment for me. You got, just like when you make up your mind that you're going to do it, it's a providential moment for what? But I come to this place where I say, okay, God, I'm tired of doing it my way. I'm tired. So now what I'm going to do is now I'm going to elevate your word above everything else in my life. Your word is, means more to me than my mama, my daddy, my wife, my children. If anything conflicts with this word, God, guess what? I choose you. Now, now let, let, me break, let me make this real easy for you. It's very simple because it's even in the Ten Commandments that everybody say they believe. You got everybody getting in the uproar because they're trying to take the Ten Commandments down from here to there. Well, I said, what y'all tripping about? As long as they're on your heart, they can't take it. Okay, okay, praise the Lord. Y'all going to fight this worldly battle. I ain't fighting the world about these fools. <laughs> you got to sit down. Don't even get caught up in it. You got it. That got, he says, I'm going to put my law in their what? In their hearts. Let them take them down from the walls. Y'all understand that the stage got to be set for Jesus to come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here, just getting just crazy. Got Christians acting just like the rest of them. Just mean, evil, saying the spy. Just crazy. Let it do. <laughs> Let it do what it's going to what? Do. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise the Lord. I'm about to leave that alone. I ain't going to get in y'all politics. Um, what was it? it? Romans 10, verse 17. I mean, it's crazy. I'm all upset by this craziness. Can't take it from my heart. Amen. Can't tell me what to believe and what not to believe. Nope. And you can't tell me I can't teach my children. That's right. And you can't tell me that I can't influence everybody around me. That's right. Don't you know? You don't have to say something for folk to hear it. You ain't got to say it. The only thing they need to do is look at your life. And it speaks a whole lot louder than the words you say. All right? You ain't got, you ain't got to say nothing. They see Jesus all on you. Romans 10, verse 17. Watch this. Very compassionate scripture. So then faith coming by what? 
hearing and hearing by the word of what? Now, I, I, I know I've been saying this for years, but people always talk about, Pastor, how can I get to the place where I'm, I'm walking in another level of faith? Hear more word. No, 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 hear more word. Faith coming by what? Hearing, not having heard. So maybe um, turn off empire. Come on, or whatever your show is, watch this, and turn on, watch this, the word. And maybe, watch this, the stuff that was bothering you this year won't be bothering you next year because you're walking at a whole nother level of what? Faith. But it's amazing that people think that they can just hear what they want to hear, listen to what they want to listen to, and think that it doesn't affect you. No, it's going to affect you. So now what I got to do is I got to up the level of word I hear. If the only word you get is Sunday and Wednesday, baby, you, I'm, I'm telling you now, you, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you ain't going to be able to bleed God for nothing, Harlem. It comes by here, and I don't care if you got to memorize scripture and say it out loud so that you can what? So that you can hear it. Don't you, when you speak, don't you hear it? So every time you speak the word, Job 36, like, I obey and serve him. I spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasure. Faith coming by. <laughs> Come on. And hearing by the word of what? God. He bore my sickness and my disease. And by his stripes, watch this, I was healed. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you see what I'm saying? See, you heard that. And the more you continue to hear it, then the Bible says, watch this, faith coming. So I, I, have to, I, have to, I, have to, I have to understand that I got to embrace this. You got to, if I want to increase my what? Faith. Now, because, listen, listen, can I, can I, tell, you, can I tell you something? There's going to be a time where you're going to hit a situation where your money, your skill, your intellect, and your ability ain't going to be able to answer. All right? So now what you going to do? I call these God moments. Now what you going to do? Because now, now if you got to work yourself, if you got to work up some faith, it's probably too late. No, unless, unless, listen, unless somehow you get a miracle. You got it? You got it? But listen, I got to understand that if I got the faith present, then I don't care what shows up in my life. The Bible says I can overcome it. So, 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 I don't wait for the lights to get cut off to go get the money to pay the bill. Come on, too late, you're in the dark. So I don't wait for trouble to show up and then say, I'm going to get in faith. No, the best thing is to be in faith before the trouble what? Before the trouble comes. All right? Okay, praise the Lord. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Go to Matthew 9. So, so, 
just because I'm going to church listening to the word, that does not mean I have the faith it takes to impact my natural circumstances. All right? I got, I got to understand this. Just call it, just, I mean, well, I went to church on Sunday, and I mean, people think they get, I mean, you know how you get ribbons when you win something? People think they get some kind of ribbon from God for going to church. <laughs> Man, the devil don't care if you go to church. He don't care if you live in the church house. Long, no, I'm telling you, he don't care. As long as you don't watch this, hear something, believe something, and do something. He ain't got no problem. He ain't got nothing. As long as this word ain't impacting your life, he don't care. Listen, he, he doesn't care. Because now here's the problem. When the word starts impacting your life, watch this, and your life begins to impact other lives, now watch this, he starts losing things in his kingdom. And this is why I said a few minutes ago, if he ain't doing something to come against you, it's probably because you're on his payroll. Matthew what, I say? Nine? Matthew 9, verse 29. Matthew 9, verse 29. I'm preaching to myself. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's, a, that's another level. That's another level. That's another level now. That's another level. Matthew 9, verse 29. It says, watch this. No, go to, go to, go to verse um, 27. It says, and when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Now, why, I want you to ask you a question. Now, did Jesus go looking for them, or did they come looking for him? Now, I know in my life, in my own life, you got it, I had to get to the point where I went looking for him. Now, I can only think of one account, possibly two, off the top of my head, and y'all may be able to correct me, that I kind of believe Jesus went somewhere specifically looking for somebody. I think I, I think I and and um, um, and one of them I think was the woman woman by the well. When he basically said, "Listen, I need to go this way. I need to go a certain way because he, he he listen. He knew what was going. He know he knew what was going on. You know, I know he ran into the he was going and they ran into him when the boy the boy was dead and he raised the the, the son up. You know, and then I know uh, um, the account." Where he was going by the pool, by the pool of Bethesda, and the guy was laying. Up. But but all of these was really, you know, in tra- you know, him just you know going other places, and then the need arose, he took care of it. You got. But in other, in every other case in Scripture, you always see folk that had issues looking for him. Listen, just maybe that's why you still got your issue. No, because you ain't looking for him. Because that's why I'm, t- I'm serious now. I, I, only, I, I'm talk, I talk about me and my life. 
You got it? When I had, when I had issues in my life, as it related to me, my, listen, my, my first real experience with God was in my marriage. Got it? So I, I'm serious. This is how I learned faith. I learned faith for my marriage first. All right? So when I really went to God about the issues that I was having for my marriage, then watch this, my marriage issues got solved. Now, I think I heard Dr. Elwood say during communion, now when he started dealing with my marriage issues, he didn't deal with Chris's issues. No, he dealt with my issue. He ain't talked to me about Chris. No, he talked to me about what? Me. But the point I'm trying to make is that there came a point in time where I had to go see him about my issues. And see, and this is what I'm trying to tell you, that if you got some issues in your life, come on, why not go and seek him? Why, why, why we got to go to everybody else? Why not go to him? Why not ask him, God, what's up with this? What do I need to do? Come on, help, help a brother out. You got I need to know what to do. So, so it, it amazes me that they, that they came looking for him. Watch this verse uh, 28. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to, to who? Yeah. They came to him. Do y'all know what that looked like? Cause I, 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 want, I, I, want, I, want, I want, can I get a visual? Stand up, Mr. Rowe. Terrell right there. Yeah. Terrell, now, 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 I'm doing what I'm doing. Now, Terrell, come to me. Terrell came to me. Now go back, go back, go back, go back over there. Go back over there. Now, now, now let me show you me coming to him. All right? What am I trying to show you? Who initiated it? The, listen, listen. The person who needs the help yeah. or the person who got the issue Watch this, they initiate it. Now, watch this, if you're not willing to initiate something with God, don't complain to him about your issues. Yeah, okay, that's a, that's a tweet. Blow it up right there. Now, I'm saying, if you, why, you, why are you going to complain about something that you're not willing, you got it, to initiate with God? Because it seems like to me, you really won't keep your issues. Right now, watch this. Verse what? Else, verse what? Twenty-eight. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. Watch this. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said unto them, "Believe you that I'm able to do this." Now, now, so hold, hold, that's a whole nother, that's a whole another ball game because now it won't listen. It won't just them coming, but now watch this. They had to believe. Watch this, he could fix their problem. So they had this expectation that if I'll just find him, watch this, my issues will be what? Resolved. So they didn't, they didn't come to him haphazardly, well, I don't know if this is going to work or not. No, they came believing that he could do something about their problem. Watch this, then watch this. Very, this is a very powerful statement. Verse um, 29. 
Then touch he their eyes. Okay, okay. Then touch he their eyes. Then. Then, then means that there were some things that happened before the then. There were some things that happened. Number one, first thing that happened is they saw him out. The second thing that happened, they really believed that he could do something about their issues. So once they sought him out, watch this, believed that he can do something about their issues, then he touched them. And then watch this, what he say? He says, uh, verse 29 saying, according to your mama's faith. He says, according to your what? Faith. faith be it unto who? So now, this is the thing uh, you, you, that you got to begin to understand. What happens for me and in my life is not determined based on what somebody else believes or don't believe. What happens in my life is determined based on what I believe. So if you don't like your life, change your believing. Don't complain and point fingers at everybody else because their life look better than yours. Now, I got I to change what I'm believing. Okay, praise the Lord. That didn't do it. All right, go, go, to, go to Hebrews. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. <laughs> but it's so much easier to blame other folk. Well, I, I, would, I would be better if I won't with you. I'll do this if I won't. It's better, better, better. It'd be a whole lot better to blame everybody, everything else. Well, if I had a little bit more education, I, I blame everybody. Blame every, blame. Come on. But it's, it's, it's a, you know what? I just need, listen, I need to change what I believe about God. You know what? You know, I, I, you read straight. If, if, listen, if God can make a donkey talk, I showed that to y'all a week before last. If God can make a donkey talk, then I believe he can do something for me. No, no, no. See, but hold on. Well, I don't believe that. See, that's why, that's, why, that's why the word won't work for you, because you won't believe God. Do, do y'all understand that, listen, when, when they wouldn't believe Jesus, Jesus couldn't do anything. The Bible said he could not do many miracles there because of their what? Unbelief. See, you got to change what you believe. And this is, what God, this is what God was telling me on the way. He says, God, we got to up your believing. You done got stagnated. You done got this certain level of believing. You done got stagnated. It has impacted every level, every area of your life. So your life has become stagnated. You can't get to the next level. Now, now so, now, okay, I ain't going to say that because then y'all run with it. But I'm telling you, you, got, you, you better learn how to hear from God. You got, you got when God is talking to you. Now, so, but it's based on my level of believing. Now, here's the thing you must understand. I'm going to say this, and I want you to take this the right way.
preface it like this. Uh, give me two scriptures. First one is um, Paul. Do y'all know Paul's conversion? All right. Now, when Paul, when Paul ran into Jesus on the Damascus Road, and he had this encounter with Jesus. Now, when, when, when Jesus, uh, after the conversion, did Jesus send him back to the Sadducees and the Pharisees, or did he send, send, did he send them to a different group of people? Send him. He sent, he, sent, he, sent them, he sent them to, you know, other Jewish believers. And then he got them off by himself, and then he gave them the word, the word, of, the word of grace that he, that he gave us. All right? Now, here, here, here's what I want you to understand. The Bible says, in simple terms, if you want to be wise, then hang around wise folk. So what happens a lot of times when God is trying to take you to the next level, he will change the company you keep. All right. But here's the problem. I like my company. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no. Seriously, no, no. I like, I like the company of folk. You know, I hang around. I'm comfortable around them. They comfortable around me. And, you know, I just want to stay right here. Well, you can stay right there. You can stay right there. But if you stay right there, you're going to stay at the same level. Right? Sometimes, and I'm going to say this spiritually and naturally, you need to start being around some folk that make you feel uncomfortable. When you get, when you listen spiritually, when you get around them, they make you feel like a sinner. Come on, come on, sometimes, you know, you, you get real, you know, you know, make you feel like Jesus, can I do something right? You know, come on, you know, help me out spiritually. And when, and when you listen, and it's the same thing in the what? Now, sometimes, you know, when you get around some folk and, and, and you go, uh, 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 you know, you go back to your house after you left their house, you be like, something ain't right with my house. <laughs> I mean, that is just, come on, it kind of challenges you. It's like, man, you know, come on, man. Why am I just, why am I just selling for where I'm at? See, but here's the problem. If you don't allow that to happen, then you're going to stay right where you are at, spiritually and naturally. And this is what we don't want to do because we want, you know, we want to, you know, we want to be comfortable. I just want to be around some folk where I can just be me. <laughs> y'all ain't never said that, y'all. I'm talking, I, I, I know I'm preaching to myself today. I, everybody else, y'all some holy rollers. I, 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 just, well, I just want to be anywhere. You know, so, sometimes you're going you're gonna to be around some folk where you know what? You ain't going to want to say nothing. Because you really realize you really don't know nothing. But if you always the smartest one in the crowd, 
the wrong crowd. <laughs> wrong crowd. But, see, but we don't want to talk about that. But then we don't, we don't realize you got it. Why we continue to stay at this level of life. It's going to take you being uncomfortable. It's going to take you being around some folk that don't look like you, talk like you, or act like you. And that's why the church is stagnated. Because everybody want to be around folk that look and talk and act. The, holy, the holiness want to, the Baptists want to do what they do. The Washington want to do what they do. But everybody want to be in their little group and ain't nobody growing. And that's why I tell them I ain't Baptist, I ain't holiness, I ain't Methodist, I'm God. So what do I mean? I believe the Bible. That's it. I heard me people all the time. Hear me preacher. Well, what kind of preacher are you? What you mean, what kind of preacher? <laughs> I'm a preacher of the word. No, I ain't talking about you Baptist, holiness, I ain't none of it. So sometimes you go, I'm telling you, doc, you're going to get challenged. See, but what folk do is they want a little group. They want a little group that makes them feel good about them. Boy, if I could just, get, if I could just put y'all in my closet, some of the stuff I've been getting from God lately. Ain't about, ain't about me. Ain't about y'all. You know, I'm just sharing. When you start crying out to God, you don't get to tell him what you what the answer is. Hebrews 4. Hang around that same jokers. Verse 1. Watch this. <clears throat> and I ain't saying you got to come. No, I'm going to say this right because y'all, you got, I got to stop hanging around. I'm not saying that. But you got to get in another circle of influence. And most of the time, the, the, the ones we need to listen to, them the ones we don't listen. How many of y'all got kids? Yeah. How many of y'all, you know, look, come on, come on now. You, you tell your kids something, you want them your kids to what? But they, they won't listen to you, but, you know, such and such over there, go tell them the same thing. They're like, okay. I'm like, well, I told you the same thing they said. What's something wrong? Something wrong with my mouth? They ain't said nothing I said, but you believe them. Now you, now you got this, this big old revelation that I've been telling you for the past 10 years. You guys, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's just, it's just how it is. Watch this, Hebrews 4. Watch this, watch this. <laughs> oh, you want to know what that is, though? Holy Spirit just told me. You want to know what that is? Familiarity. Because they're familiar with you, they don't respect you. They don't hear from you. They become familiar. Well, that's just ma. That's just daddy. They don't know. But yet you'll go over there and listen to your friend that's 14 years old. <laughs> years old ain't paid a bill still put their rusty foot under their parents table 
and you're going to listen to them, but you're not going to listen to me. My God. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's a, spirit, it's, a, it's a spirit of familiarity. Hebrews 4. All right. Praise the Lord. It says, watch this, Hebrews 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Now, this is talking about, you know, the account we done looked at a thousand times and he in, num- in numbers. We got them getting ready to enter the promised land, and then, you know, they come to the, 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 the promised land, and they send out spies. Spies come back with a negative report. They believe that they, they believe the, the, the leaders or the spies over what God has said, and they end up dying in the wilderness. So this is the account it's talking about. So it says, now watch this, let us therefore feel lest a promise being left us of entering into his what? Rest. Any of you should seem to come what? Short of it. Watch this. So it says now, you can have a promise from God that you come short of. You come short. What does what that mean? What, what that means you come short of? That means, watch this, you never walk in it. Then watch this, verse 2, it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto what? Them, watch this, but the word preached, or what they heard, did not what? Profit them. So watch this, they, listen, they heard a word, and the word came from who? God. But that word didn't what? Profit them. Now, let, listen, we ain't, got to, we ain't got to be a theologian when somebody say prophet. When somebody say something profits me, that means that it's for my what? It's, it's for my good. You got it? But they heard the word, and the word was meant to make their life better. But watch this. It didn't make their life better. Why? But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that were. So now watch this. So even after I hear the word, I got to believe the word, and I have to what? Do the word, and then that word will profit me. Which means I can hear the word. You can quote unquote believe the word. But if you never do the word, then that word doesn't what? It doesn't profit you. It doesn't profit. It doesn't make my life better. Get this point, then I'm going to let y'all go. So, it's more than me just being exposed. I have to do something with the word I hear. And understanding when I begin to do something with the word I'm hearing, that I'm in for a fight. You got it? If I'm going to enjoy walking the promises, I must understand, note this, that the fight is just a part of the process. All right? You got to understand the fight is just a part of the process. Because somehow, like I said earlier, we've come to this point where we feel like when we get in a fight, we've done something wrong. You got I got to understand, listen, when I'm in a fight sometimes, I got to understand it's just a part of the what? Process. Right? Uh, uh, first, uh, first Timothy. Go to First Timothy real quick, then we're going to go to one more scripture and we'll be done. Uh, 
1 Timothy 6. First Timothy 6 and 12. First part of this, very common passage of scripture. It says, fight the good fight of what? Fight the good fight of what? Now, so faith, the faith fight is meant to be a good fight. Now, I don't know about y'all. What's a good fight? The only good fight is one way. I ain't never understood how folk, you know, I'm a, I'm a competitor, competitor. I've always been in athletics. I've never heard somebody say, well, we played a good game, but you lost. I mean, suck my wiring off. You got it? No, you may be able to comprehend that. To me, that don't make sense to me. If I played good, come on, I, I, I expect a W, not an L. So some no 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 so so something was off somewhere. I might have done okay, but I ain't gonna call it a good. I ain't gonna say I, I ain't gonna go tell you know I did good. Well, you played well. No, you didn't play good. We lost. You got and this is I'm telling you this is I'm telling y'all this is a, this is a, this is a mentality. Wait wait wait. People lose and they still think it's all right. You know y'all ain't win a whole game. Uh, I didn't win a game the whole season, but they went out and bought y'all trophies. For what? For participation. So now, uh, no, I'm trying to show you a mentality that's being bred in our youth. So now the only thing they think they have to do is participate. And if I'll just participate, then somebody owes me something. So I go to school not to make A's, but just to participate. Well, I'm here. I should at least get something. No, but it's a mentality. See, y'all, okay, well, y'all can sit here and blow it off all you want to. It's a mentality. And what it does is it subtly creeps into the minds of our youth. So now they have these expectations of folk that did not come from God. And now what you have done is you have set them up for struggle and failure for the rest of their life. Because this system that we own right now ain't going to last too much longer. Now y'all can keep y'all, you sit here and you can play these games all you want to and think something going to always be there. One day you're going to wake up, ain't going to be nothing there. So now what you going to do? What you going to do? Then you're going to want come to church. Too late now. No, it's after 9-11. Any of y'all in church after 9-11? When y'all, when y'all going to church then? Y'all going to church. Any of y'all going to church then? Well, I know there's a few of us in here. <laughs> going to church. You know, some of y'all just started going to church. You ain't been going to church a whole while, but 9-11. All right. Man, I, the Sunday after 9-11, boy, you couldn't get enough chairs down. I mean, dog, it was packed, slam out, everybody. Boy, about two or three weeks left went by. What happened to all the folk? You know what they say? Oh, ain't nothing to this. We're going to be all right. But now, not, now watch this. When they thought something was going to, everything get ready to jump off. Let's run to God. Mm, praise the Lord. Go to Joshua 6, last scripture. And I'll let y'all go. 
Joshua 6, verse 20. Somebody say the fight is just a part of the process. All right, so when there's somebody tell you that if you, girl, if you just get saved, you know, everything going to be all right. Everything is going to come easy. You're just going to see how stuff just going to run. Because they lying to you. Now, it may sound good, but they lying to you. No, no, you may not never been on the devil's radar. But now you say, oh, Jesus, your Lord. Okay, let's see how long you're going to say that. So every demon that was in your vicinity that won't bother you, you got the moment you say, okay, I'm ready to make Jesus Lord, they say, oop, bloop. Y'all ever seen, y'all ever seen, uh, 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 what was that, that commercial? Hey, Kool-Aid. Y'all remember remember the Kool-Aid commercial? Man, you couldn't miss Kool-Aid because he was big and red. Hey, Kool-Aid. That's what happened once you get saved. Now every demon know exactly who you are. The only thing they see is the red blood. <laughs> and then they know, man, they're going to come against you. Now, you know, I, boy, I used to tell my, tell my kid, they said, well, well what, what such and such do this? and such and such do that? I say, you mess around and do it, you're going to get, it's going to come out. They might not never come out for them. But as soon as you do it, it's going to come out. Because now cause the devil not only going to shame you, he won't shame me. Oh, he won't get me. Get me. He won't get me too. So, so I said, so don't think you think, that, think you can do what everybody else do. And, and it always come out, don't it, Chelsea? <laughs> it always, I, if Caleb was in here, I said, Caleb, Christian, who are, that always come out. Always come out. They'd be like, what? It's going to happen like that. Because he won't shame you. He won't shame you. He won't. He looking for the opportunity to shame you. Everybody else having sex, don't get pregnant. But you, you, you there you go. First time, fertile ground. <laughs> everybody else, they, everybody they can ain't doing nothing. You one time, ain't hardly touch it. Boom, you pregnant. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying what that, that he won't. That joker won't shame you. Yeah, he don't want you coming. He want he want you to stay at home. No, I can't go to church now because everybody know I ain't married. I'm praying. Oh, they ain't going. No, wait, no, that way, you know you were coming to church praying the Lord. Got pregnant. Where what's the name at? Where was it? I said, yeah, what, something wrong. Then you hear down the grapevine she pregnant. So I mean, God, nah, nah. that ain't the time to run. And the folk in the church ought to understand that ain't the time to condemn them. That ain't the time to try to hit them and hurt them with your words. That is the time to come alongside them and say, hey, hey, girl, listen, it's going to be all right. You got it? Listen, ain't nothing changed between you and God. You got you got you got to help them. You got to help them. They know. Listen, they know. Listen, they know they messed up. Okay, how many of y'all know when y'all messed up? Come on, come on. Come on, you don't, you don't need everybody to come tell you. Yeah, you know what you did? They don't need that. They need for us to come alongside them. Come on, come on. We're going to tell you the truth in love. But watch this. Don't talk to me about something you ain't willing to help me with. Okay, okay. All right, okay. All right. No, you got to be willing. You got to be willing to want to help me. 
Now, now helping you don't mean I'm going to give you money all the time. Sometimes you just need some wisdom. You need some instructions. And you need to turn from your wicked ways unto God. So that's a, so that's a process. That's a part of it. But that's not all of it. That's not all of it. All right? Last scripture. Then I'm going to let y'all go. John 6. Well, I say uh, Joshua 6. Joshua 6, verse 20. Now, everybody know, everybody understand, everybody know this scripture? Y'all understand this story? By Jericho. It's when the walls fell. All right? But I want to show you something in the midst of this. Okay? Do y'all know the church is supposed to be a loving institution? If you take love out of the church, you don't have a church. It amazes me. And God had to deal with me. This is God had to deal with me. With, I'm talking to me. I ain't talking to y'all. I'm talking to me. You got, but God had to deal with me about expecting perfection out of folk when you're not perfect yourself. He had to deal with me about that. You start thinking you're so high and mighty. Like you can't slip and fall. Beware of what the Bible says. Beware. Beware. Now watch this. And when, you're, when you fall, everybody going to know about yours. You got, but they didn't check. What we want to do, boy, we want to go after them. Because I ain't like her anyway. I'm glad it's out. Somebody, somebody come out and show me where Jesus ever said that. Ain't never said no foolishness like that. So why does it come out of the church? But this is why we got some empty chairs in here. That you love them. In spite of them. You love them. Love them. Somebody say that about one of your children you ready to fight. Yeah, uh-huh. It's amazing you can say something about somebody else, child. But let somebody say something about one of them ones you got. Now you, now you ready to come to blows. And in my case, like you scare somebody. Well, you better get out of my face, I'll knock you out. And then raise you up. That's just craziness. That, but that's just crazy. I mean, that's, cra- that's craziness, man. We're so willing to down somebody else, to down somebody, but then as soon as they try to touch yours. Man, no, we just need just leave it alone, man. Just leave it alone. You don't listen. You don't listen. This is one thing none of us know. And I don't know why I know. You don't know what God has for that person. So the best thing you need to do, even though you don't understand why they doing what they doing, the best thing for you to do is get your mouth off of them. Get your mouth off of them. Now, that don't mean that they don't need to be confronted. But you, you, you doing that because you love them. Not because you want to feel some, some kind of better about your raggedy life. Then you're going to go tell them about them because your raggedy life. You know, if you can look down on them, then it make you, look be- make you feel better about your pitiful state. That's why folk look down on folk. I don't know why I'm saying this today, but it's somebody. If it's somebody. No, we got to love folk. In spite of folk. You take love out of the church, then close the door. Close the door. Don't let nobody in here because it ain't the one that Jesus died for. 
For more lessons from Pastor Anthony Jones and New Life Church, please subscribe to this podcast. You can also go to newlifewoc.com for our live streaming service times. Thanks for listening.